How are we doing? And welcome to the Transform Your Body, Mind and Life podcast. Just want to say a big thanks to everyone who's been listening. That's like Jen Pop, that's trainers, all the coaches as well that have been tuning in. Um, no, no, a lot of you guys are listening. Um, it's been a great response. All the messages, all the comments. We managed to hit thirty-two and a half thousand people worldwide as of last week. So um, that's been really good. Um, I appreciate it. even all the shares. Uh, keep them coming. So. For those that have been following, you'll know that I'm currently post-op, unable to train, uh, no active cardio. So um, that's the spot I'm in now currently. A little disclaimer, I am hopped up to shit on codeine. So if I end up waffling on or talking out my ass, that is the reason why this week. But thought it'd be a good time to talk about rest and recovery and damage control. So a lot of people don't realise this, but your ego and personality type is connected to your damage control. It plays a big big part so your personality trait will determine what type of person you are and whether you're the type of person to you know when you're injured or if you've got an illness whether you're the type of person to try and rush back into things or to try and muscle through it try and get a sweat on or you know to try and eat less or to try and do more work to make up for it or on the other end of the spectrum someone who will just sit at home and end up binge eating you know it's an all enough thing attitude it's, it's an, emo- an emotional response I believe it or not, both of them are equally as damaging as each other. So there is no lesser of two evils. Um, so I just want to put that out there. Now, hopefully by the time you've listened to this, you'll have a better idea or a better understanding when it comes to damage control. Um, so basically how we monitor this, it comes down to parameters. Now, every week, every day, people's parameters will change based on their external circumstances. So I'll give you an example. Uh, Obviously, summer holidays have just finished. You know, we work with a lot of mums, and I've had a lot of mums, or parents even, I should say, get in touch saying they've been struggling during the kid, you know, having the kids, blah blah blah. They've not been able to train the amount of times that they would before. They've not been able to go to bed at a reasonable time as they would before the summer holidays when they didn't have the kids. So this is a mistake a lot of people make, and it's not just with, you know, kids. It's it's with stressful days at work. It's with working away. It's with being ill or being injured they compare what they would class as an ideal week to their current week. So for example, let's say week one, you, you're able to train, you have the flexibility to train whenever you want, you have time to prep your food, you have time to eat, you have time to sleep, time to rest, all the good stuff. Now let's say week two, um, you know, work might be stressed, stressful work might be busy, you might have limited time to train, you might not have time to, to prep your foods, um, you, know, you might be going to bed a little bit later. Now, near enough everyone, and I understand it, but even if everyone would compare that week and say, oh, week two's been shit, it's not been great, I've not been able to train as much, and all the rest. It's what a lot of people do. And I even see a lot of coaches do this with their clients, so hopefully this helps a lot of PTs and coaches as well. Now, the mistake you're making is you're comparing what you would class as a perfect week to a not-so-ideal week, and that's not what you need to do. That just puts people in more of a downward spiral. They just have more of an emotional response and feel bad on themselves and then try and undo the work. It, it, it doesn't work like that what you need to do is the parameters will change so the parameters will change based on your circumstance so for example week one yeah great that might have been good now week two your adherence can still be perfect and that doesn't mean you have to match up your training sessions and your cardio and your food to week one that means you have to hit your targets for that given week even if the targets are slightly lower you know any experienced coach what we do with our clients we set the targets based on the parameters of that given week you know even if you've got a trip away even if you're on holidays uh, holiday sorry the the parameters can change to a point where the targets can still be hit compliance can still be hit so technically on week two 
that person could have had better adherence on week two than week one. Don't forget, we're not comparing the weeks. We are monitoring it or comparing it to your adherence in that week. So let's say, for example, on week two, I said to that person, tell you what, I don't want you in the gym. Let's just do two bodyweight workouts at home. Nice and simple. I don't want you weighing anything. Let's just visually gauge food. Um, I don't want you doing your normal 20 minutes of cardio uh, on the Stairmaster. I want you doing a 10 minute walk every day. Okay, so on paper, that looks a lot less than the week before. However, that doesn't that piece of paper will not account for the parameter change. So them things have changed. The, the targets have changed to a point where the adherence can be kept. So that adherence can be perfect because the adherence is to that target given that week or that day, not what you were able to do the week before. So hopefully that makes sense. Do not compare weeks. Don't compare, don't compare when parameters are different. You know, that's like someone trying to compare their measurements on their waist one week versus their quad the next week. You know, that's like someone trying to compare their strength with a leg press one week versus their bicep curl strength the next week. If, if the parameters change, whatever you're using to, to monitor that progression or to compare, it goes out the window. It's, it's negligible. It doesn't, doesn't make a difference. So hopefully that makes a bit of sense. You know, do not compare weeks. I, I have this with a lot, of, a lot of my clients work away. I know you won't mind me saying this, but Ash, another one of my clients, Tom, they are perfect examples of people who damage control when they go away. Now they work away a lot. They're in hotels a lot. Now initially when they first start, started, obviously a bit of panic, you know, shit, what do we do? Don't forget a few slip ups and a few mistakes are needed to, to, to increase that damage control like i said in the last podcast failure is needed for success when we have these what we class as slip-ups i get feedback the more feedback i get from my clients the better i learn from them i have pages and pages of notes on every single client on their lifestyle on you know their their circumstances you know what they've got around them who they've got around them you know the limiting factors if there are any everything we go into so much detail so that when we get this feedback, we add to it, we add to it, and con- you know, and eventually we get to a point where their damage control is perfect. Ash can work away abroad in a, a, a hotel now, and you know, he'll give me the rough parameters. We can put a plan in place, and I will not lose a minute's sleep because I know he will be bang on point, and he will follow everything to a T that I set him, even if it's at a lower capacity. That adherence will be perfect, and that is all I need. Tom is exactly the same. Them two can go away now, and even Tom's misses they can comfortably go away and we can hit perfect adherence, damage control is perfect. And when we come back, we have not missed a step. We are still in routine. We are still, you know, we still have our structure, even if it's been at a lower capacity, that routine and structure is still embedded in them. So even though they might have worked a bit less or they might have not weighed their food or they might have moved a bit less, the adherence is still there. That is the key. So hopefully that explains it a little bit. You know, do not try and compare uh, parameters. This is another reason why fixed plans do not work. I do not care who does them for you and how experienced they are. They can be the most experienced and the best physique on the planet. If they are selling you a fixed plan, they're mugging you off with some money because external circumstances always come into play. Whether you are working away, whether you have a stressful day, whether you're on cycle, whether you're injured, whether you're ill, whether you get lighter or heavier or stronger or weaker or whatever else, all these circumstances change. That plan might be tailored for you and half the PTs out there don't even tailor their plans, but that might be tailored for you, but that will only work for the sake of what, one or two days? And as soon as a circumstance changes, as soon as your body changes, that plan is then useless. This is why I, want, I refuse to do one-off plans. It's easy money for me if I was to do it, but it's not about that. I'm about the result. So one-off plans aren't worth shit. Anyone who's selling them is inexperienced or 
literally trying to mug you off. So hopefully take that, you know, after listening to this, hopefully that gives you a better understanding of why one-off plans will not work. You know, everything has to be monitored. Everything has to be tweaked and changed as your body adapts, as your circumstances change. Every single one of my female clients will message me the second they come on cycle because we put a plan in place. There's a re People ask me why I work till three o'clock in the morning. It's because I have so many clients and I spend so much time on each client. Every little, I will not leave a stone unturned. Like they come before anything in my, I don't even have to keep saying that because you guys know that by now. You know, their needs, their requirements come first and I will monitor everything that I need to monitor and keep an eye on everything that I need to keep an eye on to give them the best possible result. And that includes knowing about their stress, you know, if they've had a stress, my clients with stressful jobs, I know about it, you know, my clients with stressful kids, unfortunately, I know about it, you know, the stressful circumstances, the traveling, whatever else it might be, for each individual person, every parameter needs to be monitored and it has to be kept an eye on and it has to be adapted and changed for, for the results to, to, you know, for the results to be there. And that's where the accountability comes into play as well. You know, uh, the accountability is a big help. So obviously leading back to, to why we started this this podcast, it does come down to, you know, damage control. Now, again, I'll use myself as an example. This week's a better week than any to do it because I'm currently, you know, out of, out of work, if you like, or out of the gym for a while. Now, I'm not panicking. I'm pretty chilled out. That may be the coding as well, but I'm pretty chilled out because I know I am ticking every box that I am able to tick. What you've got to ask yourself is by the end of it, you know, whether you've got an all enough, all enough attitude or not, by the end of it, could the result in that given moment in time be any better? Could you have done any different? Would there be any regrets? So even though I'm not able to train, I'm still walking. I'm still eating on point. Rest day food is still there. I'm still, you know, where I can, able to get my sleep in around clients. The boxes that I can control, the boxes that I can tick, are ticked to full compliance. My adherence is perfect. So whether the gyms are open or not, whether I have, whether I have access to a gym or not is, is irrelevant. My boxes are still being ticked, therefore the adherence is perfect. Therefore, I'm not losing any sleep over it. I might lose sleep over my clients, but I'm not losing any sleep over my own personal progression, the structures in place, the routines in place. You know, that's, that's how we damage control. Now, another example here is COVID. So the elephant in the room, we're, we're gonna have to talk about it, let's be honest. The amount of people and coaches and trainers that I saw getting out of shape, the amount of them that I saw didn't, you know, not doing anything with their clients, you know, maybe some crappy online classes and all the rest of it, it's horrendous. There is no reason why people need to, I don't get me wrong, I understand why. I completely understand why, even from a mental point of view, I understand why it happened, but there was no reason for people to put weight on. There was no reason for people to get unhealthier, you know, and get sluggish and get lazy. So to, to put this into perspective, people use the gyms being shut as, as an excuse. I hate to say it, but even when the gyms are open, there was a lot of people still out of shape. There was a lot of people not knowing what they were doing. There was a lot of people who still couldn't progress. So the gym isn't the deciding factor because if that was the case, there'd be a lot of people progressing before lockdown was a thing, you know, before Corona was even here. That's not the case. So stop using that as an excuse. You're just, you know, you're just lying to yourself. Now, don't get me wrong, it is a factor, but it's it's one amongst many. So the ability to train might have been taken away from you, just like it is for me, but the ability to maintain your nutrition wasn't taken away from you. The ability to get to sleep at a reasonable time wasn't taken away from you. The ability to get your steps in and to walk wasn't a taken away from you. Instead, people decided to watch more Netflix, to move less and to eat more, and that's why they got out of shape. Again, it just became a routine, it became a domino effect. 
and people using the excuse, oh, I'll wait until the gyms are open. If you can't maintain some form, some form of discipline whilst the gyms are open, you're not going to be able to do it whilst the gyms are shut. And you're not going to be able to do it whilst or when the gyms open up because you're actually going to be in a worse off position. You'll be heavier. You'll have more bad habits. You'll be lazier. You'll be more unfit. Therefore, you'll find it even harder to get back into that you know, into that routine to, to get any form of progression. You know, the, the same goes for training. The same goes for nutrition. There's not just one factor. There are... There are factors that we can control. There are variables that we can control, even if it's to a lesser extent, based on the parameters of that week, or based on the parameters of that moment in time, that day, that week, that month, whatever it is, the goalposts will move. The goal is still there, but the goalposts will still move. That's why damage control is so important. Like genuinely, it's not, you know, it's not about training a certain amount of times a week or doing the cardio, you know, to a certain goal each week or getting the right amount of sleep each week because the circumstances will always change with every single person, you know, the external circumstances will change, things are out of our control, things will happen. Um, we've got to learn to damage control around it. And damage control, just like anything else, and I make a point of this, I do not just progress people's physiques. It's not just a case of transforming people's bodies. When I say minds, I mean it. It's, it's a lifestyle change. It's a mindset change. It's we progress damage control because, you know, if you can't learn to damage control, when these external circumstances happen, when there's the odd slip up, when there's the odd mistraining day, that will snowball into something 10 times worse. And that is a lot harder to recover from. Whereas if we just learn to work on damage control from the start, as and when these, these, these circumstances pop up, it makes things a lot easier. So for example, when we pre-vet clients um, with our pre-application, you know, a lot of people tend to say, oh, I've got this event coming up next week, so can I start after it? Well, firstly, we have a waiting list anyway, but more importantly, if you're going to wait for every external circumstance to pass or every event or every social to pass before you put effort in towards your personal goals, you are never going to progress. That is the shittest mindset to have. There could literally be five birthdays that month. There could be two anniversaries. There could be God knows what. There could be social events. If you pick and choose when you're going to do this, it's the wrong mindset to have. You know, you're genuinely, you're not going to progress. We need these events. We need these socials. We need these external circumstances to happen for us to see how you react, for us to, you know, to progress your damage control. And only then can we make it a lifestyle change. Only then we can get it to the point where it requires no effort at all to do this. You know, for, for me and my clients, it's, it's not it's not a chore. It's not a job. It's just our lifestyle. I've said this before, but for us to do what we do requires the same amount of effort as someone who sits on their ass all day watching Netflix. You know, it's just our lifestyle and, and that's how we progress. If you're going to let external circumstances and factors impact your goal, then what that says to me, and this is what makes my vetting process quite easy when I'm picking and choosing clients. It says that you may want to be a better version of yourself. You may want to look better. You may want to be more toned. You may want a bigger bum. You may want more muscle tissue, but you don't have the mindset to get it. You don't have your why is not great enough. You don't have that willingness to to do what it, do what needs to be done to get to where you want to be. And I will always give up some time to initially explain that to people, to potential clients. And if they're not willing to change their mindset, unfortunately, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, it I I just won't will not take them on. You know, someone else can take them on because. I will only attract or I'll only work with like-minded individuals like myself, you know, those that come to me 
with a blank canvas that disattach from what they think they know that trust me that trust the process and and we get the result because of it and funnily enough yesterday i had a client message me saying she's got something planned this weekend coming should she cancel it and she's a new client so we're still learning but um that is definitely not what i want you know it's we have things going on in our lives. I don't, but you know, most people have things going on in their lives. They have partners or they have friends or they have, you know, commitments. And it's not a case of putting them all on hold. Like we do this as a lifestyle change. We learn to adapt around things, to work with things. You know, if you have to put your life on hold to get to get where you want to get, what's the point? You're not going to be able to sustain that long term. We get it to a point where yeah, there is some damage control. Yeah, there is a little bit of compromise here and there, but we don't want to give anything up. We want to get you in the best possible shape with the best possible mindset, leveling up your lifestyle whilst being able to do what you want to do. So for, for those that, you know, whether they're signing up with a new coach or looking at pursuing their, their goals, if you've got the mindset of, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, this and this, you know, in the nicest possible way, you even need to actually sit down and speak to who you're going to be signing up with or give yourself a bit of a, give your head a bit of a wobble because that's not the case and that's not the attitude you want to go into this with. So I hope this has helped a few people and opened a few people's eyes into damage control and assessing the parameters and the expectations accordingly, you know, day by day, week by week, whatever it might be. If anyone is struggling, if anyone you know wants a hand or they're in in a bit of a rut or they can relate to this feel free to send me send me a message dedicated hq i'll be happy to go through a few things with you happy to you know, give you a few tips maybe put a little bit of a game plan in place and um, again as always you know i appreciate the feedback i appreciate the messages comments everything else you know the shares if, if you know anyone that can relate to this or this this might help you know get it shared get it out there and um, i do appreciate that and next week we will be talking about rest days, uh, recovery protocols and people's fear of rest days, which is, is a popular one. Um, I know a lot of people have that fear of taking time off or taking a rest day here and there. Um, so that will be that will be a good one. And once again, I appreciate everyone tuning in, everyone listening, everyone saving, sharing, liking, commenting, all the messages it genuinely is appreciated. Uh, but until next time, I will catch you guys later.